and welcome to The Turbulent World with me, James M. Dorsey, as your host. A high flyer at the center of efforts to negotiate temporary pauses and Israeli-Palestinian prisoner swaps, Qatar is catching flat for its relationship with Hamas that has enabled its mediation efforts. Even so, the flat, for now, has been drowned out by the Gulf states' indispensability, established with the tacit endorsement of the United States and Israel. Last month, Gata negotiated a seven-day truce in the Gaza war and an exchange of more than 100 Hamas-held hostages for 240 Palestinians in Israeli jails. Last week, David Barnea, the head of Mossad, Israel's foreign intelligence agency, met in Europe with Qatari Prime Minister Mohammed bin Abdurrahman bin Jassim Al Thani to revive prisoner swap talks with Hamas. Mr. Barnea hastily arranged the meeting after Israeli forces, without proper rules of engagement, mistakenly killed three kidnapped Israelis that had escaped Hamas. The killing sent shockwaves through Israel. It reinforced popular demands that Israel prioritize the release of 128 remaining hostages abducted by Hamas during its October 7 attack on the Jewish state before prosecuting its goal of destroying the group. Rather than welcome Qatar's ability to mediate, far-right figures in Israel and the United States have taken the Gulf state to task for hosting exile Hamas leaders on its soil. Amid calls by members of the U.S. Congress for Hamas's expulsion from Qatar, a senior Israeli foreign ministry official warned that Israel would settle accounts with the Emirate once the Gaza war was over. As if to reinforce that threat, Israeli airstrikes destroyed a Guthrie-funded housing complex in Gaza on 2 December. Qatar funded the complex, as well as salaries of Hamas-controlled government employees in Gaza, in coordination with Israel, which saw the Gulf state's aid as a way of maintaining a semblance of stability in the Strip. With Hamas and the Western-backed Palestine Authority on the West Bank, at loggerheads, Israel exploited Gathery's support of Hamas to keep the Palestinian polity divided and incapable of equitably negotiating an end to the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Gathery officials insist they decided in 2012 to host Hamas leaders after U.S. President Barack Obama's administration asked the Gulf state to establish an indirect channel through which it could communicate with the Islamist group. The presence of the Hamas office shouldn't be confused with endorsement, said Michal bin Hamad al-Thani, Qatar's ambassador to the United States. The U.S. agreed with Qatar in October to revisit the Gulf state's relationship with Hamas once all hostages have been released. Officials of both countries left open whether the review would lead to the expulsion of Hamas representatives or to restrictions on their ability to operate from the Gulf state. 
What the review will entail is likely to depend on whether and in what state Hamas survives the Gaza war. A Hamas survival could mean that the United States, and for that matter Israel, will have a continued need for a back channel. Analysts note that Hamas, if it survives and is expelled from Qatar, would likely move to Iran, Syria, Lebanon, or Algeria. That would complicate future back-channeling. The opening of Hamas's Qatar office followed informal U.S.-European outreach to draw Hamas into an Israeli-Palestinian peace process. In 2010, the U.S. State Department gave a rare green light to diplomat Rachel Schneller to publicly debate Beirut-based Hamas representative Osama Hamdan in a forum in Doha, organized by the state-run Qatar Foundation. The debate came on the heels of a meeting between Hamdan and Gaza-based Hamas official Mahmoud Zahar and former U.S. and European officials. The officials included Thomas Pickering, an Arabic and Hebrew-speaking former U.S. Undersecretary of State and Ambassador to the United Nations, Israel, and Jordan, Robert Malley, then the Brussels-based International Crisis Group's Middle East Program Director and former Special Assistant to President Bill Clinton for Arab-Israeli Affairs, and ex-British United Nations Ambassador Sir Jeremy Weinstock. The meeting occurred as Israel negotiated the release by Hamas of Gilad Shalit, who had been in Hamas captivity since 2006. Hamas released Mr. Shalit in 2011 in exchange for 1,027 Palestinians in Israeli prisons, including Yahya Sinwar, Hamas's Gaza leader, who now tops Israel's most wanted list. Following the familiar pattern of similar contacts with Yasser Arafat's Palestine Liberation Organization in the late 1970s and 1980s, when the PLO was viewed in terms similar to perceptions of Hamas today, the initial contacts with the Islamist group failed to produce results. Taking place years before Hamas embarked on a convoluted and contradictory process that could lead to recognition of Israel, the talks founded on deep-seated distrust on both sides. The Americans and Europeans insisted that Hamas needed to recognize Israel and renounce violence if it wanted to be part of a peace process. In response, Hamas demanded evidence that the United States would pressure Israel to halt its West Bank settlement activity and seriously engage in peace talks. Hamas argued that the Obama administration had failed to impose its will on Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Long suspected by right-wing Israelis and Americans, Qatar stands out among countries that support Hamas as a target of conservative ire because of its long-standing relationships with Islamists and past support for the Muslim Brotherhood. To be sure, Turkey has resisted U.S. pressure to cut its ties with Hamas, described by President Recep Tayyip Erdogan as a liberation movement. Pressured by the United States, Malaysia this month cracked down on a local NGO 
that served as a major Hamas fundraiser. Authorities said they were investigating financial irregularities. With the only non-Israeli border with Gaza, a history of Ga governing Gaza until it was conquered by Israel during the 1967 Middle East War, and as an involuntary candidate recipient of Palestinian refugees, if Israel acts on calls to ethnically cleanse the territory, Egypt is in a class of its own. Meanwhile, Qatar is emerging as a winner from the Gaza War. Qatar has consolidated its position as a trusted and capable negotiator between Israel and Hamas. This is no mean accomplishment for Qatar, which is now globally recognized as a mediator par excellence, said prominent United Arab Emirates political scientist Abdul Khalik Abdullah. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed today's column and podcast. The Turbulent World with James M. Dorsey depends on the support of its readers. For the past 12 years, I have maintained free distribution as a way of maximizing impact. I am determined to keep it that way. However, to avoid putting up a paywall, I need the support of a core of voluntary paid subscribers to cover the cost of producing the column and podcast. If you believe that the column and podcast add value to your understanding and that of the broader public, please consider becoming a paid subscriber. You can do so by clicking on Substack on the subscription button at www.jamesmdorsey.substack.com and choosing one of the subscription options. Thank you. Take care and best wishes. Thank you.